Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 75. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How you doing? Fine, coming to you from a stormy Springfield. I hear that. Well, we got a foot on the, of snow on the ground here, too, so it's ugly and cold. It's, it's like, very beautiful, though. I saw your picture. Yes, it is you beautiful. You should put that on our feed. We could probably do that, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's very beautiful, but um, I'm sure not practical. <laughs> no, no, my car is like three inches off the ground, so I'm I'm stuck here for a while, and it's supposed to snow some more this week. And are you kidding? Supposed to go above zero, and the cherry trees were ready to flower almost. So, oh, uh, man, that's sad. That's yeah. sad. It's ugly. Anyways, what are we talking about today? Well, the shooting in Parkland still remains at the top of the news. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, in our hearts, it's it's still raw. It is there's there's you know, 17 funerals are going to take place. Well, I think two took place last week, so there's 15 more funerals. Wow. You know, one of the fathers pointed out that his son, who made it, would probably go to more funerals in a week than many people do in their lifetime. Yeah, that's true. And it's very sad, and this will impact these children for the rest of their lives. Um, This weekend was the combine, the football combine, and many of the football kids went. That was a little bit controversial, but they believed that their coach, who, you know, the, the coach that basically put himself in front of the bullets to save some of the children, they believed that he would want them to go ahead and go to the combine. Right. So they did. And I think that's probably a pretty fair guess that he probably would have wanted them to go. Nevertheless, the children are getting very bitter. Right. And and I I can't say that I blame them. No doubt. A group of them, of the, I'm guessing their finest, because these are very articulate kids, basically ran the news circuit over Mm. the weekend and this morning. And they said they want change. They're demanding change. They said it's not Republican, it's not Democrat. They are demanding change. They want more gun laws. Right. They, the one of the first things they're doing is that today they're having a lie-in in D.C. That's, they're laying out, they're laying their bodies down on the ground in front of the Capitol in protest of the situation. On March 24th, there will be a march. They specifically said that we should not support any candidate that accepts money from the NRA. Ballsy kids. Yeah. Now, the National Rifle Association, believe it or not, as much as I like guns, and I certainly believe that we're better off carrying guns, you know, the good guys are. I I have kind of a love-hate relationship with the NRA, and I, I don't think it's necessarily so much about the work they do, but 
it is kind of the way they handle the business. Um, so I go back and forth between being a member of the NRA and not because they send you so much crap and they let so many outside companies become a part of their conglomeration. And, and I know a lot of it has to do with just taking in more money because it's very expensive to lobby. Right. And, and basically that's what they are. They lobby for gun laws, and I know that our gun laws would be seriously affected if they cease to exist. So it's, it's not that. It's just that they will sell your your information off to everybody and anybody, hmm. and, and that drives me crazy. In the past, I have also believed that, you know, we were just talking before we went on the air about being rigid. I have thought that they were a little rigid about some laws. However, in the wake of the Las Vegas shooting incident, they really believed that bump stocks should be outlawed. It is Congress and the Senate that can't get it done. Which makes no sense to me, unless there was money passing hands. Exactly. And and the NRA, for them to agree to those, that the bomb stocks should be outlawed is really a pretty big deal because there are hunters that use them out in the in the wild, you know? Yeah, and something I don't logical, agree with, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they necessarily need them. Uh, however, I do see the logic, okay? Not everything that's logic in one situation is worth the consequence, right. you know? So the fact that the kids are going after the NRA is interesting. Yeah, and, and maybe there, it's about time. Yeah, I just don't think the NRA is the problem. Oh, there's I, I, much I, I, bigger I, problems. You know, I think that... Just since we spoke Friday, you know, we talked about how the FBI dropped the ball. Yeah. Okay. They had a phone call from an aunt that explained the situation. You know, he's got guns. He's made threats. His mother died. He might be autistic. He's definitely got mental illness. Okay. Two of those meant they could lock him up. The FBI could. And that's guns and a specific threat. Okay. Right. We know about that. We know the guy online that saw his post on YouTube that said, I'm going to be a school shooter. He turned him in to the FBI. The FBI dropped the ball on them. Since then, we have learned that he had a very graphic cutting video on Snapchat where he's cutting himself and discussing (laughs) shooting and harming people. And that also made it to the FBI. Wow, three strikes, you're out. Although I I am in these kids' camp, they're upset, they're scared, you should not be afraid to go to school. I also think that many times it boils down to the fact that we have a systemic failure to enforce the laws that are already on the books and a situation that already gave us an appropriate opportunity to lock this kid up and maybe even help him before he did something so horrific. I mean, a little bitty part of you, or at least me, when I looked at that kid who appeared just about an hour ago for a hearing, when I looked at him, my heart screams for him, too. Not that I don't think he should be put to death, not that I think that the death penalty should be pulled off the table or anything. I just say, how horrible. I mean, this kid is such a mess. 
how sad that people sat out there and defied what was obvious, made fun of him, bullied him, kept shifting him. You know, it's almost like he became someone else's problem all the time. Right. They pulled him out of school twice, sent him to different schools. You know, I guess his original birth family. I, I'm not sure what happened there. And then he had his adopted family. Then when they died, some other family stepped in. And, and really, at a time when the state family services should have stepped in and protected everybody. Because there were signs. He killed small animals. He cut himself. He made threats. How much more? Yeah, I mean, could you have all the alarms were there? The the before his mother passed away, the cops were called to their house thirty nine times. Wow. Okay, if and he was not, black, they would have shot him the first time. Good point. You know? Unbelievable. So wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just. You know, one fact that we did say the other day that there was 18 school shootings, that's not the truth. There's that been, you are right. Thanks for bringing that up. There, I learned that afterwards, too. Yeah, there was like three school shootings. One was kind of an attempted, nothing really happened. The rest were all just firearms incidents on campus. Straight exactly. bullets, something right. like ABC that. ABC and NBC both reported those as 18 incidents. Yes, and we followed, mm -hmm. we, we fell for it, and we followed we suit with all the other media outlets. So when I figured that out, because I couldn't stop thinking about that, I'm like, that's like one every two days. So I'm, I'm, I'm not hearing about these. What's going on? So I started to look into it, and I discovered that, whoa, no, there was like three. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, thank God. Yeah, but still, I mean, the problem's there. Legislation and regulation on gun control is not going to change much overnight. Those are things that take years to put in action. And it has to be done very carefully because, you know, the right to bear arms is a constitutional right that the citizens of the United States have. Right. And they are not going to hand that over easily. In well, fact, I, it, it is one that would invoke civil war. It, it really is that important. Well, there's and, a number of different weapons that are used in these shootings that are actually, you can't really get them in Canada, or if you do get them, they've got limited magazine capacities and no bump stocks. Bump stocks are illegal. Right. So there is a lot of things like bump stocks that they could regulate that might well they make could and they better. could they could do things with ammunition you know i mean there's there's a lot of things they could do you're right i'm for doing not that much i you know but i do understand and and i do believe that taking guns away they don't have to do that. They can. There's other things that can be done. If you start messing with the ammunition and you make the guns obsolete, that's well, an interesting thought too. In Canada, I mean, if you have a mental illness, you cannot own a gun. So how do they track that? You have to fill out a um, possession acquisition license, I believe is what it's called, a PAL. And you can't and so even apply for a PAL until you've taken firearm safety. And pass the course. But they have to have some sort of database. I mean, they certainly don't just expect people to tell the truth. The RCMP do criminal checks. They call people on your on your application, including exes. So Ooh, if if that you might not be a good idea, I mean, if, they might lie. 
if you have an angry ex, you will not get an approval for your pal. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there's a lot of things I didn't know. Of. We're we're gonna bring on an expert in in this because there's uh, so many laws. And the basic difference, actually, in Canada, rifles are for hunting and target shooting. You will not get a, a PAL approved if you want a weapon or protection. No, it's got to be for hunting or target shooting. But what do they do about handguns? Target shooting. You have to be a part of a club. Okay. There was 400,000 PAL applications last year in Canada. How many were approved? Only 336 rejected. Okay. So, and so for you all, this works pretty well. Yeah, but it's taken a long time to get there, you know. This doesn't happen overnight. Regulation and all of that stuff takes time. Then collecting all of well, the guns and, and collecting the illegal ones out there, etc., etc. This is years. There's going to be many school shootings in the meantime. There needs to be a bigger solution. Oh, I, and I don't think it would ever be able to do that in the United States. I, I don't think that we would go for it, although we've got to do something. Yeah, definitely. But I also think that we have to also define mental illness better. Because, you know, being depressed and maybe someone being on Zoloft or something after someone dies does not really constitute mental illness. So you you have to also be very careful about making sweeping assumptions. If someone's agoraphobic and afraid to go out of their house, do you declare them mentally ill, like they're unfit to have a firearm to protect themselves? There's a lot of, of things we need to define. Oh, definitely. What's safe and what's not safe. Legislation, regulation, laws, that's all going to take time. Lots of time. So, I don't know. That's true. In the meantime, we need those veterans at our school like we talked about the other day yeah i think that's a good short-term solution and i think we need i say build those walls build them around our schools yeah and then what's next churches you know maybe we should have our well, cards I mean, of churches already, too. i mean when i drive down the interstate i don't know a few weeks ago i did on a sunday morning and i pass a big a couple of those big mega churches they have guys out there with guns walking right. back and forth. And my, my guess is they are semi-automatics right. because they're very big. And they're just walking in front of the church, you know, and I guess vetting people as they go in or they already know the people. I, I don't know. Some of these churches are so big, I'm not sure how they would know everybody. But There was a church shooting in Russia over the weekend. Six people were killed. So it's not only the U.S. that is seeing this. China also had a big knife attack over the weekend. I don't know, 29 dead, something like that. It's it's happening in other places, you know. It Russia. is, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And when you take away guns, you also have to realize that they oftentimes come up with other weapons. Yeah. Like trucks and knives and poison and exactly. uh, we've seen a lot of that happen in Europe. Yeah. You know, they don't always use a gun in Europe. No, they like blowing their yeah, I mean, what about, you know, the Boston Marathon yeah, bombings exactly. where they used um, pressure cookers with nails and such. So uh, when a bad guy wants to do something, they're going to find a weapon. Yeah, for sure. So that is um, the sad truth. Yes, it is. Now, in the midst of all of this, we have this Russian election interference story. Uh, the DOJ came out with 13 indictments on Friday. We discussed it, I believe, a little bit. Nevertheless, 
it's a very weak story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, first of all, they bought some $3 ads on Facebook and Twitter. Not that many. 54% of the ads they purchased was after the election was actually over. So yeah. how much influence went on here? Yeah. Now I'm we have an indictment for 13 people that are still in Russia. When they had the big congressional hearing, the impact was so small. It was like 30,000 people. Most of them didn't believe the ad anyways. Actually, it worked in the opposite direction. Well, and, you know, we thought it was all in support of Donald Trump, and it was supposed to designed to hurt Hillary. We discovered in this indictment that it was pretty equal. Some of them were pro-Trump, some were pro-Hillary. It was designed to create chaos. And, and don't you know that Putin's just laughing? <laughs> because that's exactly what he did. Yeah, no doubt. Success. Create chaos and doubt in our voting system. It's not really, he didn't really give a damn who won the election. Wow. But it is so minor, it is hard for me to understand how this thing was so blown out of proportion and remains blown out of proportion, despite this indictment coming out that really spells out a big fat nothing burger. Yeah, pretty much. They're still acting like it's a pretty big deal. And you guys got the CIA and you guys meddle in everyone's elections. We meddle in, oh, absolutely we do. You the know? whole world knows it. So we're all kind of laughing going, are you serious? Oh, yeah, we are definitely into everybody's election bishwacks, you know? Yeah. And so, but yet yeah. the Russians can't do it. Uh-huh, right. Well, I, I do think the Democrats needed to have a reason why they lost the last election and it had to be something that was out of their control. Well, they asked Hillary and she was still going around going, what happened? What happened? She still is going around going, yeah. what happened? What happened? Yeah. So, I don't know. That's got to be the biggest, I don't know, piece of problem propaganda blown out of proportion i mean and the resources i don't know we're spending like a million dollars a week on this crap oh, at least yeah this that's is, it's way crazy. more than they spent on the whole shebang yeah no doubt no doubt so and then the daca thing is still on however i say it's still on but the senate took a week off now supposedly we have to decide the fate of the daca kids by March 5th. Now, I realize there is a little bit of question because there's a couple of judges that have possibly extended that till June. Nobody agrees whether that stands or not. However, Trump laid out on the table a very Democrat-friendly bill, and they won't pass it. Hmm. He gave them $1.8 million wow. in a situation that originally called for $800,000. So he added another million on to the count, the DACA account. He, of course, wants the wall. He wants to end chain migration and the visa lottery system. And, you know, and they still won't pass it. They will not get a better deal. <laughs> but as we brought up before, I'm not so sure that the Democrats want the DACA kids on a path to citizenship because I think they believe they'd lose their vote. Interesting. And I think you're they possibly right there. They had a there, super yeah. majority in the Senate during the Obama years, and they never brought this up once. Yeah, I think it's doomed to fail. It is. 
And uh, the ones that are going to be hurt in the end aren't the ones voting on it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't know. In California, there might be. <laughs> True. Yeah. So I hear Joe Biden is making a 2020 move. Exactly. And, you know, they've also brought Oprah back into the arena. Oh. She brought herself back in. She's, mm. she's now thinking about it. Oh, interesting. So as it stands now, the 2020 Democratic ticket, which I think is going to be huge. I think it's going to be like the Republicans had last time. I think there's going to be 20 to 25 candidates in the beginning. Nevertheless, the three that look like they're going to be on there, at least in the beginning, is Oprah, Joe Biden, and Bernie Sanders. Wow. And I don't know. Do we think that Hillary will try again or not? <sighs> I wouldn't put it past her. I know a lot of people say, oh, no way. I, I don't know. I truly believe that the Fusion GPS, all of, I mean, even some of the stuff that we're still uncovering with the memo and everything, it's, I, I can't see the Democrats supporting her for another run. I just can't. I, you know, I, I hope you're right. I, I do because I think she will try. Oh, you know, yeah. she'll try until she. Yeah, she'll try until she's dead. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure about that. But whether people support her or not, that's what we'll have to, I guess, keep an eye on. But I don't think she's got a chance in hell. I hope not. Yeah, I sure hope not. And Oprah, sorry, she's too nice. What she just she gonna give everybody nice cars? You know? Yeah, I mean that's just doesn't work. Yeah, I. You know, Oprah's know. Oprah. We need to her to remain who she is. Pretty much. You know, because she's an icon. It's she's an icon that everybody can love. There is no way a president could ever be the person that a person that everyone loves. It just it, it couldn't be. Yeah, or be like Canada. We have a prime minister that nobody loves. <laughs> true, true. Oh, yeah. We we should talk about some Canadian stuff that's going on sometimes too. There's some some interesting stuff going on with uh, BC yeah, and Alberta us. fighting. Yeah, we'll have to bring that up. Yeah, we do. We it's, definitely. And it's got to. all kinds of juicy stuff like oil pipelines and wine. Oh. Yeah, some of our favorite things, oil and wine. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, we can agree there. Oh, definitely we can agree. And we don't always agree, but life's a journey and we're all in this together. Remember, do not become a victim. Hashtag nobody's victim. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor, and Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace, and thanks for listening, everyone. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.